Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. Much like the rest of the world, we're firmly entrenched in the squid game with widely differing opinions on it. Julie's in the doghouse as she seeks to find an emotional support companion to recover from watching the squid game. Then obviously, Julie takes us to the Tweet of the Week, the one social media platform that has not been rocked by an outage or cancellation. We can always rely on you, Twitter. Thank you so much. And we play a fun little game. Guess who wins? You'll be shocked by the answer. We hope you enjoy this episode of Takes All Over the Place. <laughs> That was perfect. Amazing. Do you have everything you need? Mm-hmm. You have water, you have jewel pods. I shut the door and I turn on the light. We're all good. Phone. You need to open the window. Windows are open. Good oh. luck, everyone. <laughs> it's okay. Your neighbors can suck it up. They can suck it. They absolutely can suck it. My next door neighbor growing up, Joseph Smith, not the Mormon, got a drum <laughs> set and he was just like. All Is that. Well, I think we should start out with a couple of tweets. Not all of them, but just a couple. All right, little smattering of tweets, Santa. Okay. Twitter tweeted, hello, literally everyone. (laughs) 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 Such is the infrequency of use that I did not notice that either of those were done. So, because suck it, Mark Zuckerberg. Well, do you think it's interesting that there was a whistleblower? So there's another one from Black Aziz Ansari. Y'all called Facebook out on 60 Minutes, and now it went away. <laughs> <laughs> Which, honestly, we'd all be better off, honestly. That's too San- honestly for those keeping track. Santiago uh, Mayor wrote, have they tried to unplug Facebook and plug it back in? <laughs> <laughs> so there's one more, and it says, I don't know what the name is. I can't see it. Uh, is it by today's, today's my first day of Facebook, but since everything is down, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing. And someone wrote something, and they wrote, this isn't a joke. I actually got a job at Facebook. They're like, you sure you didn't step on a cable while walking in? I recommend (laughs) running in circles and screaming. (laughs) Like my Sims. You know, Sweet Tooth kind of starts out this way. They lose the internet, and then all hell breaks loose. So I'm like, how many signs of the apocalypse do we need before we stop working? Like, this is just... (laughs) <laughs> did you check yourself for horns isn't the one where they have like anthropomorphic human hybrids between like animal cross species how many words must i throw out before you know, stop anthropomorphic <laughs> human hybrids well yes they're human hybrids they're alive yes you just wanted to watch me suffer let's <laughs> watch the world burn and finish spreadsheets while doing it yeah it is wild that we worked like so long through the pandemic um i mean i guess lucky to have a job but um, <laughs> for what purpose? For what purpose? I know. <laughs> yeah. And it's but it's global. It's not just America. It's everywhere. Is it still down? I have no idea. I freaked out, and then I was like, "What do I care? Go do some job, some work." <laughs> Once the internet told me I wasn't alone, I felt better. It's also then. where I watched the insurrection because I was watching TV, and I was like, "There's no coverage of any kind." I'm yeah. watching this live on Twitter, and it's I really only get my news from Twitter. 
Who which knows? maybe is not the best way to be informed, but I can't, I don't want to pay for cable. We have it. I just don't want to go downstairs to watch it. I have tweets that relate to everything today. So, um, Chase Mitchell said, when I hit a five article limit on a news site, that just means I'm done knowing things for that month. So, <laughs> like I would get my news from the Washington Post or Journal, but now I got to subscribe. Wow. All right. So. Yeah. Tell me about your week. How you been? Oh, I, I'm you diving been right into content. Um, I need to see how you're doing first. This is, this is me checking in with you on a human level. You can thank Nancy, my therapist. So it turns out that I'm older than I thought, and I got to volunteer on Saturday night at the FC Cincinnati game, which is our local soccer club. They're doing brand, poorly. Brand new stadium, giant toilet bowl, gentrified in the middle of downtown. But for my friend's school, none of the parents were available to volunteer to raise money for the track team. So I agreed to go work wherever that was. So we worked the freshest stand right by the Bailey. And it was so much fun. We had the best time. We like fell in line, two big boys, two fries, you know, blah, blah, blah. everyone's yelling at everybody. It was awesome. So fun. Um, and then it had like a credit card machine that you put the thing in, but it's not stable, of course. So when you push it in, it just sort of shoves it. So I thought I'd be helpful and like hold it for everybody. So I'm like holding it. And that means I have to lean over the counter. <laughs> this arm is broken. This arm is completely broken after a five hour shift. I'm like, oh my God, I'm paralyzed. So, <laughs> And then I was like, why am I so tired? I used to teach dance 18 hours a week. I can't work a five-hour shift at Frisch's. I can't. <laughs> so my entire arm from my wrist to my shoulder is broken. I don't think that's just because of your body. I think that's a terrible position to have to hold your body in for five hours. I don't well, think I... that's also the correct word. I think it's sore. <laughs> yes, probably. And I said to Judy, I'm like, Judy, is your arm starting to hurt from this? She's like, I'm not holding the credit card machine for anybody. They can figure that shit out themselves. <laughs> But she also asked people's names, but we were all wearing masks. So it's like, can I get a name for that? Sure. <laughs> so can I just write blue shirt that everyone's either wearing a blue shirt or an orange shirt? <laughs> okay, well, like, oh, really? Blue shirt again? I'm like, yep. <laughs> so she got people's real names and I held the credit card thing for them. But we had a blast. Like having a job, as you both know, with a beginning, a middle, and an end with like actual tasks fucking great that's how i am how are you i'm doing delightful actually i actually consumed content this week which is such a unique twist for me can you believe um but yeah nothing majorly exciting i, I thought we were hear- doing a human person check-in before content with you both i'm fine <laughs> i check with her every week <laughs> through a cloud of smoke she emerges to give me life advice in the form of so that's not at all what I asked you to do. And I'm like, yeah, I did my own twist. She's like, okay, well, <laughs> that's your unhealthy coping mechanisms. And I was like, all I heard was coping. And all I heard is under great job. So thank you. Oh my God, there's just so much power. And I want it all. And that's how I started the squid game. So I didn't finish. I will finish so you can't spoil it. Okay. I have just finished the sugar cutting game. Gotcha. The honeycomb. Uh-huh. And then my next question is, what the fuck is wrong with everyone? <laughs> so... I, so Squid Game, obviously, I'm sure you've all heard about it, is sweeping the entire fucking world. It's a show on Netflix that's about these 456 people who enter a game not knowing that elimination means death, 
return to their lives and realize that at least in that situation, which is super fucked up, very macabre, and will likely result in their death, they have more of a chance and opportunity than they do have in a society that doesn't support them and that they have a lot of burned bridges and a lot of debts and a lot of other things. So it's an interesting commentary, but also it is just so brutal, but engaging and well acted. And I asked a lot of people to watch this, and this is how it spread is through word of mouth. Like it's not based on any sort of like computer game or book or anime or anything like this. This is an entirely unique concept. I mean, it's a little Hunger Gamesy, but it's not based on anything else that would like bring in fans from that. And it's just been word of mouth spread. And then well, everyone Netflix that, like, also has been promoting it very the hard. shit out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, There's Netflix. You're both doing <laughs> No, I think it's me. But everyone that I talked to was like, what the fuck did you do to me? I hate this show. <laughs> Including you. Well, I mean, I societally worry about myself with the amount of murder that I've already seen, right? Like Game of Thrones, um, John Wick movies. I've already got thousands of murders in my spirit. <laughs> I do not need to see people fucking shot in the face, point blank. I, do, I don't, I didn't need to see any of that. I can still get the gist of what's happening without it being actually filmed. But I was very triggered because when I went to see Pulp Fiction, when it opened by myself in the theater, they accidentally ki kill the kid in the backseat, right? And everybody laughed, including me, because it's they're just like joking around with him. Ah, boom, boom, his head's on the back of the wall. And then I just thought, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We are <laughs> terrible. I am terrible. These people are terrible. And I left the theater. And I was just like, oh, what, what is happening to us? And then I see the excitement and the fervor with which people are talking about squid games where at least i've seen at least 200 murders by now and it's just awful it's so, so engrossing i will say that interestingly it is not like as graphically gory like the, the death count is huge but it's not as graphically gory as it is in like american media like they do shoot them point blank in the head and there's like blood dribbling out but it's not like heads exploding like not to die yeah, the emotional component is much better than, like, pure gore that we get in, like, Walking Dead where there's blood and guts and, like, insane deaths there. So I thought it was more subdued. Maybe I am just a uh, unfortunate culprit of this sort of desensitiza desensitization of uh, violence. But I thought it was, like, more subdued than American media. It also reminded me of something that Bong Joon-ho, I think, right, the director of Parasite said. When they were like, South Korean films are like super fucked up. American people had said that to him. And he was like, these are the films that you choose, like that gain popularity in America. There's a wide breadth of media with uh, a lot of nuances and different genres in South Korea. This is just the stuff that is popular in America. So I think that says more about y'all. And it's like, yeah. I know, but who at Netflix pulled the trigger uh, on this one? And so really, it's too soon. It was too much. Well, everyone fucking loves it. It's, it was number one in 29 countries. Yeah, that's not good. So I think it's, it's so beautiful. I haven't acted. gotten there yet. Ronan Farrow writes, just watched the Marvels episode. Am I just supposed to kill myself now? Like, oh my God. It, I'm that, not there yet. Not I will not spoil anything, but it, that is emotionally devastating. It's honestly beautifully active. It's almost like a bubble episode type thing because you just get to see the interpersonal relationships of these people playing out in a really... This feels like a spoiler. I thought it's finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. <laughs> Other episodes to talk about. So I watched the first episode. I'm into it. A couple people die. I'm out. 
couple people, 200 people died. I'm saying I thought a couple people died. Okay, here. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not fucking watching this. I don't have this bloodlust. I don't want to watch this. So I go over to HBO Max where they kindly recommend The Doghouse. Much more my style. Pastoral England as Emily. <laughs> <laughs> there is a beautiful dog shelter with the nicest people. And people come in and it feels like a dating game. They come in and they like tell them what they're looking for. And then they don't get to look at the dogs. The matchmakers go and search through the dogs. It's a reality and, show? Yeah. And then they put them together in a little room where they meet. And either the dog likes them or they don't. Or they don't like the dog. But they have to go home and think about it. So you get to see three stories and no one ever leaves with the dog because you have to go home. And then at the end it says, sometime later, we go check in and find out if the dog made it or if they didn't want the dog or if the dog didn't want them. So I watched like three of those. I was like, all right, I'm ready to go back. So then I went back to the game, <laughs> finished the first two episodes. And I was like, I liked the non-murdering episode. I liked, so now there's a mystery. So a friend of ours, who I'm sure is listening, hello, Stacey, told Emma she really liked it. And I said to Emma, if Stacey likes it, it's got to be more than just murders it's got to have a twist it's got to have a something so i'll go back so i did so the twist the, the twists so far have been fascinating we've got one guy sort of working incognito at this point and you're just like oh my god what is happening so yeah it's definitely addicting it's terrifying what it says about our society i've watched way more dog episodes than i have squid king so i feel good about it. i think i'm four to one <laughs> dog house to squid, squid games so i feel good about it I mean, the true star of the entire show, though, is um, the Zero uh, Sixty Seven, the uh, the North Korean defector. She's amazing, stunning. Oh, yeah. Where have we debut film? Nowhere. This is her debut film role. She's a model, though. She was on yes, she is. Korea. She's... Duh! Look at that bone structure. Can you believe? <laughs> well, she looks like Linda Hamilton from Terminator Two, like light and life, and then this beautiful face. God, she's gorgeous. And she's just like cutthroat, but there's also nuances, and you see her backstory about this. Ah, it's amazing. But I she was on, Instagram. she's on Korea's Next Top Model season Ooh. four. So there's she our is. cycle she situation. Should. She was the runner-up. <gasps> Can you believe? Scandalore. But the winner is also stunning. Does great. And guess what? She's friends with Jenny Kim from Blackpink. Hey! There's an ointment for that. And Jenny came in with a whole coffee truck sort of situation for the cast. Oh, all my worlds are colliding in such a beautiful way. How they found the perfect actor to play the lead. You could not hate him more from the start. I couldn't. And now I like him, but woo, yikes. Yeah, Jung Jai Lee is that dude, and he's an actor and a model. Ooh. Korean mullet haver, and it's fake, but I like it. <laughs> but it hits. It does hit. So it reminds me, and you're not going to know about this, so you might want to take your headphones off because Emma, you're up on Ted Lasso, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> so it's the same sort of thing. Like, you you know, we just couldn't have loved Nate anymore. Mm-hmm. And now we I've turned on him. I'm like, what is happening? I what? believe he's going to have a redemption arc. I feel like this is, I feel like his. Yeah, one episode of- left. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, just needs a, a little bit of a turn, and I would be satisfied with where the season ended. I feel like of all the plot lines that I feel like are just a bit off the rails from where I would like them to be as far as actual development, his is the one that I'm like, well, at least we've been seeding this along the way, right? We, like, we've, yes. we've seen him have this like shift in like what it means to have power and this kind of need to prove himself to his father and you know what ego can do to a person when left unchecked. And so all those things are 
And I feel like Ted Lasso is the perfect person to like get into that kind of battle with. Um, because Ted Lasso has to admit that like he wasn't being honest enough about the shit that was plaguing him. The love triangle I will not tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> you had just said last week, I love that Roy Kent and Keely and Jamie don't have a big thing about it, and now we have a thing. But like you said, it's both sides. He spent three hours with that school teacher. That is too long. But oh, it just we had so many moments still in that episode. Yes, the, the teacher thing was weird. Like, clearly they, they need to talk. Why did the conversation only come up when a photographer was on them and then they just dropped us and well, were stuck? It's because they were looking into each other's eyes. I know. They just need to have a conversation. But, like, everything else about their relationship clearly proves that they, like, are there for each other. They, you know, I don't know. I feel like they shouldn't take either of it as, like, emotional infidelity. That means the end of the relationship. They just got to talk about shit. I know, but if, like, the end of Sex Education Season 3, everyone's broken up at the end of Ted Lasso, that does not make me happy. No. <laughs> no, I refuse to allow it. <laughs> There's no world in which it makes sense to me that Keely <laughs> and Jamie Tart should end up together at this point. Absolutely not. <laughs> Jamie Which... Tart's relationship this season is with the team, and I liked that arc for him. And now I have to hate it, because apparently it was all for Keely, and that doesn't make any sense to me, and I don't, I don't buy it. He loves if, football more than he loves Keely. He's trying to become a better man. And he's wearing a headband, which I strangely find attractive. <laughs> I don't know why. All right, you can come back. I mean, if these two would just get their shite together, we would not be kicking people off headphones. <laughs> that felt manipulative, because I was just on a roll with uh, Squid Game. And suddenly I was like, oh no, you must leave. I was about to talk about my daddy, Gong Yu, who is Please the dude. <laughs> he's the dude who brings uh, the main character protagonist, although you don't really ever root for him, kind of ish, um, who sort of gets him in the game. And he was also the lead in the train to Busan and is fucking stunning. Absolutely gorgeous, as was oh the cop. And who's the guy? Oh, the cop, yes. And who's the guy who's the hometown hero who's super hot? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's hot too. Um, what is that? Sang Woo? I have no idea. Everyone, I mean, that's a good-looking cast of people. It's a great-looking cast of people. Yeah. Oh my god. And then who but else? The reflection on American society right now, and that we're headed right there. Like, what's next? What is next for these billionaires with their trips to space? Let's hunt people, right? Like, that's. So that's not where I went. I was telling people when I was describing it. I was like, honestly, it's a very meaningful allegory about the real world and the dangers of capitalism and the society in which we live. But also, it's just engrossing. And so, if you just want to turn that part off, go for it. I don't even think it's an allegory when they, when he goes and tells the police and they can't figure out how to figure it out. But it it's a going on real right world now. indictment. Yeah. It could be happening right now. We're just not poor enough. We're close. But we're not there. Okay. You sound like my friends who had tripping shrooms yesterday. <laughs> you don't understand. It's right before our eyes. I was like, what is? And I was like, the divide, the veil between this world and the next. And I was like, I am trying to show you K-pop and I expect you to just listen <laughs> and say, ooh, at the appropriate moments. Okay. That's all I ask. You're the one that made me watch this fucking show. That is I suggest my you brain. do. And I was going to watch the, the rest of them last night. And then I was like, you know, I'll go to bed soon. I, I don't think so. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make you feel, it's not like a wholesome ending. Obviously you can't have one. Do not tell me. The other thing that's I hard. straight. But I also like to multitask, right? So I can put the dog show on in the side dog house 
play on my phone, clean my kitchen. When you're watching a show with subtitles, which if you're watching it dubbed, please turn this podcast please off and re- go recover and do better. <laughs> uh, How could you, if you see, they get to a point where American actors come in and they're so bad. Do you think the American dubbing actors can do better than these actual superstar people? Miss me. Also, there's all that um, controversy about the subtitles. What's the controversy? Is that it's not true to the actual Korean dialogue and script and that it's a super sanitized translation into English that misses a lot of things. Like there's some point where um, 212 Min Yao, um, who's sort of that conniving, will use her body to the get other woman. Yes. The, <laughs> there's another woman in the marble game and it will destroy your world. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is this why you think I can't? That's <laughs> That seems fair. Anyway, there's a line where um, in the English translation, it says something like, you know, I'm not very smart, but I can do what I need to do to survive or something. And the actual Korean is closer to I'm very smart. I just couldn't afford to go to school, which is a common trope, which is the divide between those who have access to these opportunities and education. And that also makes it more meaningful why um, Jihan 456 was so big about every moment. He was like, did you know we went to Seoul National University? He went to Seoul National University. It's like we grew up together and both of us were in sort of destitute situations, but he actually made it. And that's super rare to actually make it because there's not financial access. So things like that. And at one point she says like motherfucker or something. And the the line translates to get out of my way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Move, please. Some people who watched, um, (laughs) what was the story about the, Hunger Games. Oh God, it's right on the tip of my tongue. He was—he read all the detective books, like the Sherlock Holmes books. Oh, Lupin. Lupin. That some Lupin. People Lupin. Some people did not have a choice. They only got the dubbed. Like, yeah, they didn't he, have the accent. I listened to a dubbed. It was awful. Awful. So sorry. <laughs> it's like I would like to believe his voice is way sexier than that. <laughs> I got very nervous when I went to put it on. I was like, I better have the book in subtitles, or I'm going to listen to it muted and just the subtitles. So. <sighs> thank god so i'm gonna be wrecked at the end of this nick i mean yeah (laughs) i would i mean it's it's beautifully done like it's very engrossing the cinematography is gorgeous the acting is sublime the story is nifty but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard pill to swallow for sure that's well, the final game. They just swallow a pill. I'm kidding. The end of Parasite was not satisfying. So, yeah, I mean, I think it would be unfair to everything that happened so far if they tied it up in a neat little bow. That's like everything's fine. It's like no, it is. Isn't immense. that the Hunger Games? No. Is you have to still- read the source material. Oh, at the end, yeah, they do sort of like dethrone everything i guess you're right yeah did you want to take that back the part where you just changed me and went yeah i think i already recovered from that nicely i feel good about it (laughs) no you were right how much more was to say i deeply apologize for my sins you were right it was plenty that's great that's the second time i said it i said it earlier too you also said miss me twice so i feel like that's your new catchphrase we're off of party what was after that Bet. 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 And now it's missing. I also, because I had to serve the other day because we were so short staffed that I had a section and I was like, kept like doing that. I stay getting these 25% tips. And I was like, I stay watering these tables. And then one of my coworkers was like, um, I'm sorry, do you need more praise in your life for everything that's happening? <laughs> I was like, clearly, duh. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. 
Maybe I do. Oh, I did watch The Way Down. Remember I was telling you about that last week, The Lady with the Giant Hair? Oh, did you yeah. guys watch that? Mm-hmm. No. All right, let's just let's just say this. Maybe next week. It's yeah. no, I wouldn't even say go for it. It's a five-part show. They dropped three of the episodes. The other up two will be dropped sometime in 2022. What? What? Exactly. That's unfair. That's not so the way this world works. <laughs> no. They're leaving you in the middle. It's way sadder than you think that it is. It's not just like she's a horrible person who everybody follows. Um, there's terrible teachings in the church. People end up dead. It's very upsetting. And you're just left with no closure. The last two episodes, you have no idea. See, that feels harder to watch than Squid Game. Am I prison of the movie? Well, you know, at the time, it's very interesting. We had a Emma and I and a couple of It's my people. opinion! <laughs> I feel very attacked! <laughs> we had a discussion yesterday about why I like all of these shows. And I think it's because I like to watch charmers use their powers for good and evil. And, like just, and just seeing that twist in everybody. And this lady, I'm sure, started out in a good way. And it just ends awful. But I wouldn't know because the other two parts will be over two years or another year. That's just such a wild strategy when, like, tomorrow is not guaranteed. <laughs> Welcome to the Downer Podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm the one being Downer. I couldn't watch it because it reminded me of our country's slow descent into maybe not even slow. This could happen tomorrow. I know, dog We're all squids in a game. Attractive British people, not enough people of color, but many gay, lesbian, and uh, bisexual representation. Lots of that. Lots of dogs. Good times. But what Mostly, happens when they don't pick the dog? Aww. The dog goes back. They're really good at rehoming dogs. Where? They to call the it farm. rehoming. Okay. No, to this beautiful kennel. And then. <laughs> this pretty cage. It really. It's a big cage and they have suppies <laughs> and they get walked. It looks like the life. Like if I were going to be a foster dog, I would want to go there. But then, like, this woman, she comes in, she's all by herself. She's like, oh, you know, I'm just restarting. They're like, well, how would you like a dog? And she's like, oh, you know, I just need a companion. And I stopped being a trauma nurse. And, um, you know, when you're in prison, it's really, you realize how much you need other people. And you're like, I'm just going to go, well, prison what? So she's like, I'm just going to Was this the you. dog saying yes. that? Yeah. So, the yes, the dog lady goes, to, she said she went to New Zealand. Um, her mom was really sick. And, um in hospice and so she upped her morphine and then they sent her to prison in Australia or New Zealand and now she's out and back in the UK and wants a dog and so she took a really nice broken dog oh that's sweet so then there was this guy so in the first episode there's a man who was he is 6'5 and he was like a competitive athlete and he married this woman as his trainer who I believe is significantly older than him way older they didn't talk Which about is it fine. it's a weird pairing He's 6'5", he calls her Elf, she's 5'1". So he was biking and hurt his leg, and then he had to get steel rods put in it, and it got infected, and it never healed, so they took his leg off. And it's so a, how tall I, is he now? <laughs> <laughs> so he's just home all the time now. I, don't, I guess in England, when bad things happen, you just get to never go back to work. So he's home and he's been home and he's really depressed. So he wants a dog with some character. They bring in this dog who could not give a fuck about him, won't go over and talk to him. You're just watching him get re-traumatized that he is now an outcast. This was your fun show? This was a nice show? (laughs) They take out that dog. I think that might have been Rocco. And they bring... They take it out with the gun? (laughs) Could he not do red light, green light? Red light, green light, boom. (laughs) 
So then they bring in a staffy who just knocks oh, him man. down, starts he licking his head. Is that why he lost the leg? That's rude. Julie, this show's fucked up. <laughs> so the dog's like licking his little bald head and his face <laughs> and everything. And he's like, oh, I love this dog. So what I watched was what we do in the shadows, the Hulu, or I think it's on FX sort of uh, serial. FX for, FX for Hulu. The serialization of the show by like Taiki Wichititi and uh, all those other people, Jermaine Clement, that gang. Yeah, it's very fun. I enjoy it. Could a lot. be a part time model. <laughs> He's my favorite one. Uh, yeah, so that's been fun. Everybody says it's great. Like it's about vampires, right? But it's a- yeah. So it's sort of like a mockumentary style situation where this is so it's like Modern Family, but with vampires. Essentially, <laughs> yeah, it. it's like The Office meets Modern Family meets Parks and Rec with vampires sort of situation. <laughs> so it's interesting. It's fun and uh, it's very dry humor, but super engrossing. Very funny. I'm in for the ride. And I hear that the uh, no, that's too much of a spoiler. Never mind. Oh my god, is that? Now time for me to say that in Oscar Isaac's movie, Scenes of a Marriage, he's full frontally nude. Let's watch it. (laughs) Or. Or. One or no. Or two. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for the Tweet of the Week? Optometrist edition. Woo. Tevon A. Blair M.A. wrote, I have to stop adding, please don't hesitate to read out, reach out with any questions at the end of my emails because I'd be lying. Please hesitate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feel that That's one. one. <laughs> Sean Clements wrote, when someone says they are their own harshest critic, I think, oh, good. They don't know what I said about them. <laughs> <laughs> one or two. I'm going to go with two. Yeah, I'll go with two, two. Okay. Our friend Danny Pellegrino wrote, sex is great, but have you ever thought you watched the whole season of a TV show and then suddenly you realize you have two more episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. One or two? I'm going to say one still. Steve Hofstetter wrote, I just heard a sleeveless man earnestly ask for directions to a gun show. My life is complete. <laughs> <laughs> Two. One two, or two. two. Whoa. Yeah. It's the uh, earnestly. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, just a couple more. I'm watching a serial killer documentary to calm my nerves so I can get some restful sleep. It's complicated, but it is my life for sure. One or two. I'm going to stick with one, the gun show. Yeah, the gun show does hit. It's the earnest for me. The earnest. Really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shelf Comedy wrote, me, I'm saying, God, why must you give me your hardest battles? God said, I don't. You are my weakest soldier, and these battles are so easy. It's an email. Why are you crying? <laughs> Two for sure for me. <laughs> final final tweet from Rajat Suresh. Wow, Squid Game reveals how bad working class people have it in Korea. Thank God I live in America, where working class people have it awesome and are very happy. Jesus Christ. Uh, so it's, it's the other one, but I wanted to it's finish. It's one, this. I know. That is, it's, oh, that was tough. Way to go, interwebs. Way to go. Uh, amazing. Take it to the runway. Runway. Take it to the runway. Runway. Come on, girl. 
Put your face in the walk. Let your toe. Let your whole body talk. Well, I like that one better. Thank God we have men in wigs that we can. Ah, men and women in wigs. Oh, yes. Although I think she's leaving, don't you? I, uh, 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 she's yeah, having a week We moment. had a cliffhanger, right? Yeah. So Anubis left. We find out Victoria's really hurt her. Okay, you can just say what you think of the episode overall. I thought it was great. UK, over and over again, is the best of this entire enterprise right now. I fucking love it. Each season brings something new and fresh, exciting, engaging. UK's where it's at. You? Yeah, I just, I'm, I think I'm having giant philosophical conversations with myself. Everybody say love. Now tell us who you think sucks, who's going home next, and who's the fattest go. Oh, my God. You know what Do what I mean? not ruin Drag Race for me. <laughs> Stop it. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I'm showing you a picture of Victoria Green standing there with a button on that says out of date. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's shady. And- like, are you shady enough to do this? And then well, that's on, the she's thing. like, oh, are you mad because you almost won? Everybody say love. <laughs> well, shade is an intrinsic part of drag culture. The thing is, Crystal Versace wasn't doing shade. She was just being mean. Like, shade has art. It has craft. It has humor. It's not being a dick. And Crystal's just she being a bitch in that moment. She asked them to rate them. Who do you think is getting voted out next? Who do you think is old? Who do you think is your biggest competition? Who has the most ratchet drag or is the cheapest bargain basement? Those are not. We did that last season too, though. Yeah, the little classroom. With the voting. Yeah. Well, and with like the voting poll booth for them, they did the same thing. Like trashy is drag and shit. This is to create drama. This is so that everyone hates Christopher Zacchi. This is just not a good idea, in my opinion. They handled it really well. I mean, I think it encouraged a lovely conversation and Victoria Scone even said like, you know, I hope all of you are able to get past what Crystal said um, because it was lovely to be able to talk with my sisters about these issues and to hear their insight. And I think it was an important conversation to have, but yeah, I mean, obviously it was producer driven. It's a reality show. <laughs> I'm sorry if I offended anyone. And then yeah, it- I, but don't you totally understand that? He's like, RuPaul's like, be funny, go. And then he mm-hmm. said something terrible and you're like, well, yeah, because yeah. I was trying to make him laugh. He likes yeah. terrible. Well, he likes stupid more than anything. Like the Utica random just looking <laughs> away and then River Medway pointing. But yeah, it is like, you know, it was a great moment. I don't mind the reading challenge because usually they can't, they're not very good at it. And if they are good reads, they're hilarious. I'm Bob the Drag Queen. I work constantly. I live in New York. Jokes, 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 jokes. Yeah. The thing this is, is just, just like. Mean. Well, yeah, Crystal Versace isn't naturally funny. She's a little. No, and she's mean. 19. Yeah, and so when you don't know how to be funny, you default to mean and think that's what humor is, and it's not. So that was the most uncomfortable. If it was anyone else doing it, I think it would have been fine. I don't know if that was the most uncomfortable. Victoria Green is wearing a cropped rugby shirt, which I've never seen. <laughs> and has a belly button piercing. So they find out it's a dragaton, and they all have to be in different groups. Yeah, so this is her take on. I mean, I do like this mini game wasn't well executed because Crystal did screw the pooch and was actually quite cruel. But I do like the fact that they're doing mini games. That's fun and sort of mini challenges because we lost that and passed. Yeah, seasons. but there's no winner. We don't no, get. No, but they're still fun. Points. It doesn't have to. Well, we didn't it's get all about me. For it. <laughs> but the Dragaton thing was fun. I did love Odie. What is her name? Odie Mubasi. Yes. Um, 
so fun. And I love the Victoria Scone shot her shot and was just like, you're really fit. And uh, we should hang <laughs> like, out I'm after actually, this. Yeah, I'm way more into you than I am into basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that on the record, please. But I we feel find like it- the choreography she gave them was way too hard. So fucking challenging. I did love how much she enjoyed being there and how much she knew about, like, at least RuPaul's drag culture and the catchphrases and such. But, yeah, the choreography was insane. Too much. So, yeah, we've got uh, Teresa and then we've got Electra and Vanity who are on the bikes. And um, that feels like a hard choreography. If you've seen Ariana Grande, who is an amazing voice, perform side to side on a bike and the whole time she's like, you want about it? And then it's difficult to do, even if you're not singing. <laughs> I thought Teresa was hilarious. I thought Electra was great. I did think Vanity's wig was awful, but I thought the three of them were really good. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I mean, I kind of get the bit about like the cohesion with the outfits, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. It was, but they're all supposed to be different instructors. I don't know. I thought it was funny. Teresa is a delight when she looks straight at the camera during the um, Crystal Versace meltdowns, and it's just like, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> it was very Jim from the Office. It was very Priyanka from. I'm wondering if I have a job after this, and these old hags are fighting over wigs. Oh, by the way, have you seen Priyanka's new video with Lemon? It's not I new now. It's been out for like videos. a month. It's so good. Lemon's verse is amazing. Emma. It's- it's so amazing that Priyanka put out a separate video that's just a Lemons verse on loop for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I will check it out. I'm not a huge of videos. I feel like music videos went away. I guess they didn't just for me. <laughs> you just stopped looking for it. They're on YouTube's. Yeah, I they're mean, on they, the YouTubes. They're on the YouTubes. Yeah, they drifted away between like 2000 and 2005 when. Like TRL was out and then YouTube hadn't been created yet. But since then, banging. I will check it out. <laughs> Her second scene is Kitty. Kitty's got claws. Crystal, who I thought was hilarious, surprisingly. River, I have no idea what you're wearing. And Veronica. Oh, Veronica. <laughs> Veronica. <laughs> Veronica. Veronica. Elvis. All right, Elvis Costello, if that's even your real name. Not Declan McManus. Declan, exactly. Declan. <laughs> I thought so, they also were fun. I thought Crystal was so much funnier than I thought she was going to be. Kitty was really funny. Yeah, this is probably my favorite team. It was so cute. And I love how much they supported each other. And Veronica really took them under her wings. But then you also did see why um, Veronica maybe didn't get those parts. But she was still very good. <laughs> I think she is a little delusional. Yeah. So the next group is Charity, Ella, Charity, that's not her name. What's her name? Scarlet Harlot. No, that's Charity. She just looks like Scarlet there. Oh, it is Charity Case. Yeah. (laughs) Ella Bidet, who looks 90, Scarlet, and then Victoria on her little stool. She was like, (laughs) she posted something super, she's a blast on Twitter. If you don't follow her, you should absolutely follow her. Oh my God. So good. I am. I'm always looking (laughs) at the public. She's amazing. She was like foreshadowing, and it was a clip of her um, bringing the stool with her and then bringing it with her to the challenge because she busted her knee. So they were fun. They were a little too long. A little editing would be nice, but they were fun. Well, Charity forgot the uh, steps, which was very surprising that she wasn't in the bottom for that situation. Have you seen her like Vogue makeup thing? No. 
it's very good. She's very. Is it also on the YouTube's? It's on the YouTube's. Yeah. Um, it's got almost uh, a million views. So that's all. But it's she talks about her past and how she went to London for college. And then she was like, I would dress up in these outfits. I mean, I was just, I dressed up like a slut. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I was being a slut. And then she talked about how she was um, drugged at a party and then sexually assaulted and then contracted HIV from that encounter and how difficult that was for her to overcome and how drag has been such an escape and how she can just like very poignantly and express how she's feeling with her drag. So if it's like, I'm feeling really sad, I'll put on a really sad outfit. And if I'm feeling really mad, I'll just be a fucking demon and paint myself red. So she's got layers. But she can't dance. So but she can't on. dance. She was in the bottom for that, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah she's just in a lip sync. That's right. Yeah. It's, but it's, you know, like Chris Brown, Michael Jackson, if you can dance, we'll forgive you anything. But if you can't dance. <laughs> <yeah>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> R. Kelly. <laughs> Yeah, have you never heard that theory that they're like, well, I mean, I know he punched around in the face, but have you seen him dance? Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Category is? Red carpet shiz stoppers. Theresa May. I fucking love her. I don't know what this outfit is. I don't care. I love that the crown is made out of her hair. Electra Fence wearing the worst hoodie. Yo, boy. It's just... Did the uh, who designed this for her and why did she accept it? I don't she know. She doesn't have a good sense of her body, maybe. <laughs> no, her padding true. is weird. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's got to be much tougher to um, make the lines and the shapes work if you're five two and a bit. But also, but why are that- you making yourself have big, big thighs and no boobs? It's an interesting choice <laughs> that she made. Mandy looks pretty. I did not. I thought she looked stunning on her about her bodysuit. Her hair was not great, but it worked perfectly for the lip sync. Oh my god, that was amazing! I thought she looked stunning. I was shocked when they had all those critiques about her. She looks great. Kitty Scott Claus looking very pretty. Kitty Scott Claus and I don't care. Kitty Scott Claus and I don't care. She's growing on me. For the first episode and a half, I did not know how I felt about her, and now I feel okay to good about her. A medium, medium rare on her, but I like her. Yeah. Crystal Versace in like a weird J-Lo kind of dress with these horrible fake boobs. Yeah, I, they were raving about this. I didn't get it. They were just like, you know, Vanity Milan, your wig needs to be bigger, bigger, bigger. And then an even smaller wig in Crystal Versace. You're amazing. She is the Valentina of the season. Well, she, as Emma said, she knows how to highlight, so it looks like there's a spotlight on her eyes the entire time. <laughs> Constantly be true. <laughs> her head is small enough to make the small hair work, but the Talk about big. Yeah, talk about Anna Nicole, though. This is Anna Nicole hair from River Medway through and through. <laughs> so fun here. She reminds me of Barbie's cousin Midge. <laughs> Poor Midge. She's just like a little too young, a little too little, a little shapeless. I love River. Me too. Veronica Green. So, yeah, I think this is the most glam that we're ever going to see from Veronica. I, I love. I've ever seen anyone wear that wig. I love that wig. Mm-hmm. That's such a fun wig. Yeah, that Kylie Minogue situation. Hmm. Oh, there it is. Miss me. <laughs> Charity has so much going on. I don't know what this outfit is for. This is a Met Gala outfit. Red carpet outfit. But it could be yes, I understand that. Okay, so- I'm just saying that you would not wear this to like the Oscars. I don't think. Maybe. Her tattoos are also really interesting. I love the choke on her neck. Um, I feel like the headpiece and the makeup are gorgeous. 
maybe just without the boa and it would have been better. You know, take one thing off before you leave. Yeah. I mean, I'm a slut for queens who make their own outfits. So I was just like, you're killing it, queen. <laughs> you're doing amazing. <laughs> Alabama day paints day. very old. She is Rose's cousin. I mean, she just. <laughs> no, she's super. She rich. looks she's... like a man in a dress. She does not look like a drag queen to me. She still looks good here, but I think she's very much trying to emulate a drag queen as she believes a drag queen should be and is really just a theater queen who found more success in drag. Like Rosé. <laughs> we get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Scarlet Harlot, dude looks like a lady. Dude looks like a lady. So pale. Bam. Bam. so pale. She is pale. Skin. <laughs> I know, but I feel like seat. she makes it like a, just a little bit whiter and more matte than she needs to. <laughs> She's a sexy corpse. <laughs> Victoria Scone, I feel like her eye makeup is so heavy that you can't even see her. It looks like Trixie after a long night out. A little bit. <laughs> um, Imagine 20, pas- 20 pairs of lashes. My God. <laughs> and then her gown, she said, was her backup, 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 backup. And that she didn't want to wear Theresa May's stinky shoes, which were, in fact, very stinky, with her original outfit. Well, she's lucky someone had trainers for her to borrow with her broken leg. And then the accidental rainbow. I know, so colorful. Everyone brought a different color gown. This is Billie Jean King on acid. (laughs) Electro (laughs) fence right now, yeah. (laughs) So the top situation is we've got... uh, Crystal Versace again, and then we've got Veronica Green and Kitty Scott Claus. Kitty Scott Claus, and I don't care. And then at the bottom, they were like V Harsh and Electra, who's like off rhythm. I'm not a dancer, Julie. Did you notice that she was off the beat? They weren't showing it on the camera. You couldn't tell. They were just showing a single shot of her, and it was frenetic, crazy dancing. So I couldn't tell that she was ahead of the beat. I could tell the charity didn't know the dance. Yeah. I mean, who would you have put in the top and the bottom? Um, I kind of agree with the tops. I know that Ella Viday and River Medway really thought that they should have been in the top. And if they were based on a team, yeah, I think they would have been. But I didn't mind the tops. I did think it was weird that Vanity Milan was in the bottom. I don't think the fact that her wig was bad disqualified her from the whole. I think she should have been safe. And I think in all honesty, Charity Case should have lip synced. I know. Well, I think we just have to once again just agree that they are just doing whatever the hell they want. And it doesn't make any sense. And <laughs> it's This is UK's drag race. Whose line is it anyway? Where the rules don't matter and the points are made up. Except the points that Julie dutifully keeps track of. All right. Is. So we're not calling a mini challenge winner, right? Because there wasn't. We all lost in that one. <laughs> Main challenge win again goes to Crystal Versace. Oh, sorry. So what did we think of the lip sync, though, between Vanity and Electra? Oh, Electra just needs... If she can contain her tricks, it's over for you, host. But she was just doing everything, everything, everything constantly, and it didn't fit the beat. And then as soon as Van- Vanity Milan like had her wig all around and go down everywhere, it was amazing. We didn't I have a witness. I thought yeah. she pulled focus. Electra's doing like a back somersault into a handspring into a thing, and Vanity's just standing in front of her like, really? selling that song i really thought that she killed it yeah. Yeah. killed it well and like morgan mcmichael said when she lip sank against or whoever said it it might have been um who said it who said it who said it when morgan mcmichael's and sonique were lip syncing someone said 
girl, this is a lip syncing competition. It's not a gymnastics competition. I think it might have been Raven. People love Mems and acrobatics. Oh, they do. <laughs> but it needs to be timed well. Like, I don't think Electra actually lip sync at all. It was just, my legs are in the air. Now my knees are on the ground. Now I'm up and down, up and down, up and down we go. <laughs> and we didn't do a top two lip sync again. Was that just for the first episode? That's what I'm, I mean, I was hoping it was the whole season because that was so much fun last week. But yeah. You know, RuPaul doesn't call me. He doesn't ask me. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Ru. Number one, quit with the fracking. Number two, let's have a fun lip sync so we can see everybody when they're not panicked. I know. So let's remind us of our choices from last week. Nick, your your fantasy league team had River Medway, Theresa May, and one Victoria Scone. Ah, is there a Victoria Sponge? Oh, that's just something you eat. Okay. <laughs> Emma, do you remember who you picked? She picked Crystal, I know. Scarlet Hollets. Crystal like Versace. Nice. I did say Crystal. Yeah. I'm so smart. <laughs> and River. I picked, this is where it gets bad for me. I picked River, Electra, and oh, Victoria. No. And the only viewer we've heard from that we're speaking about today, just top four, Daphne. And nice. she picked Vanity, hmm. Electra with a zero, and Scarlet Harlot with a five. So our winner for this week is one Emma. <gasps> oh my God. For this week. Second place goes so to Daphne. Now I'm here. <laughs> Third place goes to Nick, and I am the loser of the week. Brutal. My so have a turntables have turned. <laughs> what was that, Emma? <laughs> Nick right now stands at a total of 20 points. Gross. Emma is at 35. Nice. So many points. What am I going to do with them all? <laughs> I'm at 40. You're going to sit down. That's what you're going to do. So Julie's winning. Emma's what? in second. Daphne and I are in the rear. Let's make our picks for next week. Emma, who you got? I got Charity, Teresa May, and River Medley. Medway. Medley. Uh-huh. Nicholas? Okay. So I've got Charity. Since I'm already in the bottom, I'm going to take a risk with Victoria Scone, even though we might not, she might not be here. And then I'm going to go with River. I have taken Veronica, Teresa, and River. No look queens at all. Almost <laughs> none of us picked any look queens. <laughs> well, yeah, because I usually can't sell. I bet Crystal can. I had. Oh, Crystal. she probably can. But and she's can. not going to win three weeks in a row. I would hope I don't not. Know. Break my spirit. <laughs> All right, let's go to the chat and give this gem- this episode some jam stones. Let me know when you're ready. I think I'm ready. Let's go for it. Send. Oh my gosh, we are amazing. Nick at nine, <laughs> Julia at ninety, Emma at ninety-one. All agree. <laughs> Pretty good, somewhat rewatchable. Nothing amazing, but we love them all, right? No, mm-hmm. the season's phenomenal. This episode yeah. was just, yeah. I've watched the lip sync more than once already, so I know I'll watch it again because it's real fun. Miss Emma, are we playing a game this week? Benita? We are. What are we doing? I've got a new game for us. Nice. 
It's called Five Second Summaries, but I feel like five seconds might be too short. So I'm going to do a little test. So the the premise of this game is you're going to be given a movie title and you're going to have a short amount of seconds to describe the movie so that the other person can guess without using any words in the title or any of the actors' names. What? Fine. (laughs) No, none of the actors' names? Nope. (laughs) That's going to be tough. (laughs) All right, so... I'm going to pull up my clock here. All right. So, Julie, as a test, I'm just going to have you describe a movie. I'm going to see how long it takes. We pick our own movie? No. No. I'm going to send them to you. Sorry. So, Julie's testing out. The movie is Titanic. They're on a boat. They hit an iceberg. Everyone dies. (laughs) (laughs) Done. All right. We're going to go with five seconds. (laughs) That was a pretty easy one. How do we score points, a.k.a. how do I win? <laughs> so we're just going to go back and forth, and you're going to get five seconds to describe a movie, and then the other person is going to have to try and guess it. If they can't guess it, then I guess no points are had by anyone. If they can guess it, then everyone gets points. That's not a lot for me to win. I need to put sure? <laughs> Yes, because I think if you're the giver and the other person right. gets it, you win. All right. I'm going to text Nick his first movie. Is he your brother? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. All right, five seconds on the clock and go. Under the sea. She's Little got Mermaid. Yep. <laughs> you right. don't need no five seconds. <laughs> you don't. All right, five seconds on the clock. Let me know when you're ready. I can't use the actors' names. No actors' names? The title. Mm-hmm. The Stay Puft Marshmallow is there. The ectoplasm. Ghostbusters. <laughs> I wouldn't know any of the actors. Anyway. Bill Murray. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, I know. But like, it would take me. Annie Potts. Chris Hemsworth in the updated version with uh, Melissa McCarthy. Fair. Bill attacked. <laughs> All right, Nick, you ready? Yeah. Go. We're in a computer simulation and there are three um, sequels and there's about to be a fourth one coming out right now. Uh- what computer simulation? Oh, the Matrix? You know, I don't know that. Yeah, that's okay. We got that. It scared me. I know. <laughs> but you still got it. A lot of people are talking about simulation theory lately, and I'm like, uh, no, it's very, it's very dark. Like it's hard to see. Like there's not a lot of <laughs> lights. All right, Julie, ready? Nick is not focused. Sorry. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, go. Uh, President Harry S. Truman. The Truman Show. (laughs) Nice. This is what we were made for. Right. (laughs) What we came here for. We came here to play games. All right. Nick, you ready? Yep. Go. Kids after school detention, arms in the air across the football field at the end, freeze frame. What? Kids in school? After school detention, not Saturday detention. So it's not the Breakfast Club. Is it the Breakfast Club? Yes. <laughs> We're in Saturday detention. Oh, my bad. School. I don't think Nick has seen it. <laughs> yeah, there's seen no it. arms just crossing at the end. It arms raised in the air. I said fist in the air. But I was like an extra half point for the terrible clues and still getting it. No, I was perfect. <laughs> Kids in detention should have been enough. Arm, fist at the end, freeze frame. It would have been if you hadn't specified after school. Then I was like, am I in the wrong movie? And some kind of wonderful there in detention after school. 
This is what my girlfriend would look like without skin. <laughs> All right, Julie's up. You ready? Go. As you wish. <laughs> you kill my father, prepare to die. Oh, okay. Stop. The Princess Bride. Yes. <laughs> the As You Wish I did not get. When Wesley's rolling down the hill. I and know. He's, and another, she's the bear, he's the bear briar, briar patch pirate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. You ready? Uh-huh. Go. Christmas movie goes from the North Pole to find his dad in New York City. Stop. Sings. Oh. I don't know what the score is, but it's even, whatever it is. It is even. All right, Julie, you ready? Yep. Go. She doesn't even go here. On Tuesdays, we went. Four to four. I have to say, she doesn't even go here is one of the most used lines from a movie in my in my regular life. <laughs> All right, let's do one more each. Nick, your final one's <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we can't just play games the whole time. Nick, you ready? Yeah. Go. Teens go to this formal dance. She's got to have it. She's all that. More clues. I thought He's it was out of time. time. <laughs> yeah. You were after I was talking. <laughs> Teens go to a formal dance. Grease. 16 candles. What's a, what's a formal dance called, Julie? That teens <laughs> go to. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> well, maybe if you'd said that with the other four and a half seconds you had left. Prom. <laughs> I was very scared of saying stop. You were so far from it. I know, sorry. I thought you'd get it immediately. <laughs> Julie, you ready? Yes. Go. Children were big and now they are little. And Honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> or honey, I shrunk the kids. The active person. <laughs> Nicely done. So the winner is Me. Julie. <laughs> nice. All right, so this week I'm going to finish Squid Game and then commit myself. Um, which I'm really <laughs> How deep into We Are in the Shadows are you? I'm in episode eight. Of season one? Because there's many. Uh-huh. Of the first season, yeah. Are you watching Great British Bake Off? I'm not, no. Should I? Always. No, daily. It's a great cast this year, I feel like. Watching Survivor. Just me, the challenge. Well, I guess in common that we know of, we're going to watch Drag Race. I'll finish Squid Game so we can talk about it. Spoilerful. Oh, Made, everyone is saying is a really good show on Netflix about a single mom. I don't know. Here's a show we need to hate watch. Sex, Love, and Goop. What? Courageous couples journey toward more pleasurable sex and deeper intimacy with help from Gwyneth Paltrow and a team of experts in this reality series. That sounds terrible. Hate watch. (laughs) Well, I hope you're watching something fun or funny or listening to fun podcasts. Oh, Bad Blood and The Dropout are still slaying about Elizabeth Holmes. Next week, I'll give you a full update on that crazy lady. She's going down. It's not going good so far. Trial's not going well, according to me. (laughs) And I'm an historian. So... Hopefully you're watching something great. We will talk to you next week. Feel free to check out our Blurg podcast. We're getting to the end of season three, which is the best. He needs a kidney. He needs have, a- a great, <laughs> have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey, bye, guys.
Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. <laughs>